0: have no fear of missing out the shows about fomo you're hosted by afranzo can tell you what you don't know and now your host I social fans Welcome back to another episode of the FOMO Fans Podcast. As always, Brian Fanzo here. And it's been an interesting week. I got to uh, speak at a couple of events. And uh, although, you know, my, one of my main keynote programs is known as Press the Damn Button. Uh, it it started it kind of as a video mantra, but it's now much more than that. It's a storytelling focus. Uh, I really work with people putting themselves out there. Importance of transparency, vulnerability, and all of that fun stuff. Um, and um, but I this week I, I got to actually focus more of that talk on a video and really dialed in a, an opening keynote on video and. The 48 hours um, I was at this event uh, in uh, Hartford, Connecticut, uh, there were some things that really came to my attention, and I had some very insightful conversations, and a couple of them stemmed around people coming up and asking me, Brian, my content manager believes in video, my CEO believes in video, but how do I get buy-in from my sales team? And then someone else came up to me and said, Brian, I have my sales team wanting to do video, but how do I get buy-in from my CEO or my executives? And then one other person, we were having just kind of this in-depth talk about where video is going. Um, And uh, I was actually talking with Zach there from Impact Brand. And one of the things I said was, it's an exciting time we're living in right now, as I don't think I have to do as much convincing with people that video is valuable and video is important. Um, Even those that aren't doing video right now understand that they're missing on something. So I think that's exciting times. Uh, But there's also a a time now where we're almost going to have to start telling people, what not to use video for, or uh, what th- where video makes sense and where video doesn't make sense. Much like I had to do a couple of years ago when uh, live video started to take off, I started to focus a lot more on when live video doesn't work. And it, that, that's kind of an important um, you know, uh, distinction. I, and I believe I even did a whole uh, podcast episode on that way back uh, in the 20s, I think, of the show. Uh, but I wanted to kind of start sharing just like my opinion on really how do you get buy-in and this is you know you can probably relate this to buy-in on change buy-in on social media buy-in on an innovation um, really this is something that I love to talk about and to me getting someone to understand the value of something is so much fun and I look at that differently than marketing to someone I look at that differently than selling to someone uh, when I say getting someone To get the buy-in to getting someone to, you know, to understand what you're, it really comes down to believing what, what you're talking about. But it also comes down to this idea where we have to be able to, to convey what we're doing in a way that not only um, matches the goals or the the vision of the person we're talking to, but also gives them a path to that success. And I and I think this is where I want to start this episode. A lot of people, you know, when we're looking at video and, or we're looking at really any of any marketing initiative, but I'm gonna focus this episode on video. If you're trying to get buy in on video, and we're gonna start with the sales team. If you're trying to get a sales team to buy in on video, the first thing you have to do is you have to manage expectations. One of the things I did with the sales team that I was enabling at the data center company, was I shadowed uh, four different uh, sales leaders uh, over like a, a two-week period. I, I picked four of them, and I followed them around, really you know, writing down, recording video of everything they did um, in their day-to-day. And I think when you're looking at sales teams and you're trying to get them to do something new, one of the mistakes that often happens is they say, well, Brian, for me to do video, it's 10 steps to do it. And right now for me to do the things I'm doing, it's five steps. And it's funny because salespeople, they oftentimes don't factor in the things that come easy or natural to them as part of their quote unquote day to day process. And so what I say by that is, yes, it takes, you know, it takes some effort to uh, record a video reply if you're going to send something via email. Um, Yes, it takes effort to send videos personalized to your clients um, compared to just firing out an email where you can copy and paste. But I also wanna remind people that when you're when you're thinking about what, what people do really well on offline and then how they do that online. I think sales teams are amazing, right? Like one of the things I did was I documented the sales conversations that one of our sales leaders had at the bar. And I, I documented how many times they talked to different people, how long the conversations were for, how long it took them to get to the, the punchline, quote unquote. Um, how long it took till they exchanged business cards, whatever that may be. And so one of the things when you're looking to get buy in, especially on video is you have to set expectations to let people know that, What you're doing with video, especially in the digital world, is it's it's not a scalable uh, solution to the point where you can reach millions of people by personalizing all these messages. But that's kind of the point, because if you as a sales team start replying to um, emails or start reaching out to people with video, this is this engagement, if it's the right person you're talking to and they watch the video, it's going to turn that lead from a warm lead or from a cold lead into a really mature lead, right? And I, and I think this is where we have to start looking at that value and understanding, um, you know, okay, yes, video takes a lot of steps, but really all of the things you do as a salesperson take steps. Video are just different steps. And so I think that's important. One of the other things I think we have to do is manage expectations, Right. Video is not easy. Uh, you will not like the, the, the first videos that you do. Um, and, and there's lots of that kind of process that goes along when it comes to um, starting with video. And so when someone talks about, hey, you know, Brian, I tried video for a month. It didn't work. You know, I, I laugh because would they try you know a new a new sales tool for a month and give up? Probably not. Would they try a a new um, sales technique? Let's say they got a new uh, list of numbers to call. Would they try that and give up uh, instantly? And the answer is no. And I think weirdly with video, because we're often uncomfortable with video, we're more likely to give up on it. We're more likely to say it's not going to work because it is something different. It does take time, and so that that's something that. That's important the other piece of this is to when no know, knowing when video works versus when video doesn't work right and I and this is so big and I'm probably gonna do some more content on this I might even do uh, an entire program on this now um, for something that I, that I pitch for next year but you know video is so valuable right and I, and, I, and I put that out there saying video allows your audience to look you in your digital eyeballs right you know pe- uh, right now we deal with we have to deal with fake news we have to deal with bad news online how do we cut through that noise? Well, people buy from people they like. People trust people that they, they can relate to. And so now it's our job to how can we, how can we get someone to like us, which kind of sounds kind of weird, um, and then how can I get someone to trust us online if they've never shaken my hand, right? And go back to my dad's old saying, you know, what we do online will never replace a handshake. But if you do it really well, it gives you the opportunity to have more handshakes And turn some of those handshakes into hugs and selfies. And so, when we look back at this, and when video doesn't work versus when it does work, here's the thing I always want to remember: if you are sending someone an email or you're sending someone a video, and you're simply reading them their um, their number, their their order number, or you're giving them an address, or you're you're telling them thank you that's a waste of time for many of us, right? Because video, this is the thing about video that is super important to remember. Video is disruptive. Video is requiring me to stop what I am doing and doing nothing else to just consume your video. Therefore, your video must be valuable. Your video must be worth me stopping everything I'm doing. And there's also the adage that says, show, don't tell, right? Video is a show um, medium, not a tell medium. Podcasting, is a tell medium, not a show medium. And what I mean by that is if what you're saying, the video that you're sharing, because it's a, sh- now when I say it's a show medium, people, some people are like, oh, so only if I have like a physical product, does that mean I can, I need to use it? No, 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 here's, here's what I mean by a show medium. If you are going to convey something that needs to be conveyed passionately or something that needs to have an empathetic tone or something that, that you want to show someone that you're excited or you want to be able to show someone that you are somewhere and still prioritizing them, that is a show metric, right? Like one of the things I always think about is, you know, when you're not going to be able to, to reach someone or you're going to, you're going to have to push something back and you say, you know, Hey, I'm so sorry. I'm at the doctor's office. Um, I I really do apologize. I hope you understand. Um, I really do care about your business. that written word is like, oh yeah, right. He's on the golf course or she's, she's at the salon. But if you take a video of you outside of the doctor's office or you, you know, kind of jumping in your car or whatever that may be, it does allow us to be more empathetic. And now people are like, wait a second, Brian, that's weird. Like, why the heck would I do that? Here's the difference. If we're not picking up the phone, right? We're not, you know, someone isn't hearing our tone, um, via, you know, uh, the words that are coming out of our mouth. Every written, t- every way that we write something, right? So if it comes to email, if it comes to a text message, it can be taken so many different ways and we we never really understand the tone. It's often also hard to understand where something came from, where something didn't come from. So that's something to think about is that is, is what you're talking about or where you are at or the way that you want to deliver a message have have a tone that is worth capturing it in video. Another place where video really works is that if you have a, if you are having a conversation with somebody, um, and it could be on social media, it could be in direct messages on Twitter, it could be on Facebook Messenger, and you're either afraid that the tone that you want to convey is not being set, or Or if it's a very hostile conversation. This is why I think when it comes to customer service online, uh, I believe every customer service person should be empowered to use video because we can very easily yell at somebody that is replying to us on behalf of the brand. We can tell them how much their product sucks, tell them how much we hate them, how much they're not great at getting us something. But when we see somebody, when it's an actual person sitting at a help desk, just someone taking the phone call and it wasn't their fault that your food was messed up at Wendy's. Or that, um, that the DoorDash person um, didn't bring your food warm. They're just the person taking the ticket. When you can reply and humanize the conversation, even replying and saying, you know, hey, this is Brian. Thanks so much for contacting us. I'll be replying in this message, but I wanted you to put a face with a name. That little bit of of interaction on video, which is very easy, especially if you're in a customer service person. I worked at a in college. I worked for Dish Network, the TV company. Um, <laughs> the TV the, the direct TV competitor uh, is one of the one of the most interesting jobs I've ever had actually because uh, nobody calls our TV provider they tell them thank you for the TV being on for 364 days um, we only call when we have a problem we don't like our bill things so it is a very interesting help desk um, customer service uh, job that I had but I learned a lot about um, a lot of different things in that job but I think customer service is a massive one I also think it can be video can be really valuable um, when you're replying to maybe a group Email or a group message, um, and people don't assume that the 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 executive or person on there is actually replying. Right? There's there's too too often right now we we feel that you know if it's a generic reply or someone that's just replying and telling everybody that they're excited for something then it's usually an assistant. It's usually someone um, that you know isn't the person isn't the person that's too important or too busy. And so this is one of the things that when I when I do a workshop on video for especially sales teams, one of the things I always want I always tell them is if you want to, if you want to, if people assume that you're too busy and they assume that you're not prioritizing them or not giving them all of your attention, send them a video, even if the video doesn't have a whole bunch behind it. The fact that you get a personalized video reply, it means a lot of things to people because it means, even if they don't watch the video and they just see the thumbnail, it's, it's one of those things that goes, ooh, that person cares about me. Oh my goodness, that person took the time to, to share something with me, right? And so th- these are all factors that are really important when it comes to video. The other thing with video, when we're, when we're talking about measuring success Every video we send, every video we share, and this isn't just on different social networks, but extremely important, there's different social networks. How you measure success of a video has to be different on every single platform, every single way that you deliver, right? The, the I've, I've talked about this on this show before. For me, LinkedIn is so valuable for me right now. I And the main difference I look at LinkedIn versus all of the other social networks is when someone sees a video of me on stage on, on Instagram or Facebook, they say, Brian, wow, you're an amazing speaker. I hope to see you speak. On LinkedIn, when they see my video, more often than not, they say, Brian, great video. How can I hire you to speak? And I am in a dot-com business. I use social media to grow my business, not just to blast and become famous or uh, you know, have people watch my things or get all these vanity metrics. And so what I mean by that is when I post a video on LinkedIn, the, the value of those views are different than the value of the views on Instagram, but also the value of the comments, right? Where, where the, When someone comments on LinkedIn, uh, you know, I, I kind of change that priority of that. And so if you're trying to get buy-in from your boss, to use sale, you know, use a tool like Vidyard um, in your, your reply in your emails with a video. Or let's say you're trying to get your boss to buy in on doing a, um, rather than having a landing, uh, an about us page with um, one generic video, you want to get your boss to allow you to record videos with each one of your employees. Here's here's how you measure, here's how you shift that conversation. And it's not about total views. It's not about who, who's going to watch it. It's really about saying, hey, when someone gets to our page and they're looking at our About Us page or they're doing research about us, do we want us to be blended in with everyone else or do we want to stand out, right? We And we need to start kind of putting that in, in perspective. The other thing I always like to do is that I like to use video when I'm talking about getting video buy-in. I like to use a lot of the statistics that um, we, we naturally use, right? Like So if you look at your boss and your boss is saying, hey, we really need to focus on on turning our fans into advocates, whatever it may be, right? We need to focus on um, increasing page views on our website. Well, increasing page views on our website, you know, that, that there's, there's many, many ways you can do this. And on video, I think it's one of the funny ones is, you know, being really good with understanding when to give a call to action on video um, is a game changer. But it's also even a bigger game changer if you create enough video or consistent video to where you don't have to give a call to action at all. You can simply build that trust, and through building that trust, sim- saying simple things about, hey, yeah, on our website we have a, a we have a brand new study that you guys should check out. The fact that you get to a point where you are building that trust at that level with your audience, that's when the magic happens, right? That's when things. Really are, are valuable. And so oftentimes when someone says, Hey, I want to send more traffic, I want to get more traffic to our website. One of the things I, I, I always like to reply back, Well, do you want just any traffic where we can just put ads on anything? Or do you want strategic traffic, right? Do you want traffic that is targeted certain towards a certain audience or a certain demographic? And if they say well Brian I want I want this type of demographic well guess what Facebook ads are amazing for video right so I don't tell the, my boss that I want to do Facebook ads what I do is I say oh boss you you know you want these um, video view you want these views to our website um, and who is the audience that you want and you type that, write that down the audience and you write down all of the things and then you go back and you look at your Facebook ads and you come back to your boss saying I would like to reach this audience that you said are uh, is our target audience and I would like to do that doing this formula where i'm going to create you know three minute videos or one minute videos and then after i post it 24 hours after i post it i am then going to have it targeted towards this lookalike audience and and run an ad towards this exact demographic all of a sudden your boss to be like oh my goodness heck yeah we can do that but if you're going to them and saying i think we should use facebook ads and create video the first thing they say is oh god more money i have to spend and then the second thing they say is oh God, does that mean I have to be on video? The third thing they're saying is, how long is it going to take you to do video? Fourth thing they're going to say is, our company or our business or our audience doesn't watch videos, right? And so th- we, I think so much of what we're talking about or what I'm talking about here is how do you, how do you put this change in front of that, that person? But also how do you present it? How do you package it, right? And I think this is um, something that, that is um, important to understand. You know, the other thing to do is that you need to celebrate other video success, Right, I think it's, this is. If I had to say one of the marketers, one of something that marketers do really, really bad, in my opinion, is that when you have something successful, or you have someone try something new and it's very successful, we don't focus enough on that win. And I, what I mean by focus that is, let's say you get like four of people on your sales team to start using video. You don't have to wait for them to close a sale to celebrate them. You can, you can start celebrating them. Maybe put the video in your company wide email and say, Hey guys, we're all about trying new things. We, uh, we, we know we've challenged you to up our sales numbers for this quota or for this quarter. Look at Eric or look at uh, Jessica and look how they're creating these videos. Check out these videos. This is a creative way of driving awareness of our brand or whatever it may be. Because the way that you get people to do things that are outside their comfort zone, The way that you get people to try something different, the way that you get people to do something that's outside of what they get, you know, their KPIs or what they're promoted for, the way that you drive that change is you celebrate those that are already doing it, right? The early adopters, because if you don't celebrate the early adopters, why the hell would I want to risk that as well, right? So if you want people to take a risk, if you want them to try something new, you you have to not only celebrate them, but you have to keep it simple. And so I think this is where I, I think this is another piece when we're talking about video is it gets too complicated. Don't, don't tell everybody that they need all this gear. Don't tell everybody they have to go, they have to create this many videos. What do you want to get them to do is, you know, like the good old movie. Um, what about Bob, right? Baby steps. So maybe, you know, get it, you know, all what I say for everyone, if, they, if someone has an iPhone, that's newer than the iPhone seven, All you need to get them is a tripod and say hey you should create videos or even even before that maybe they don't you don't even want to use their smartphone if you already have uh, you know a web camera on your laptop or web camera on your company issued machines why not start video that way right like i think we we make things way too complicated and my whole thing with press the damn button is video is magical for everyone once they press the damn button and pressing the damn button doesn't mean just doing it once, right? Like I've said this for a long while. If you want to really find out if how video should work for you, you need to do vertical video, horizontal video. You need to do long form video. You need to do short form video. You need to do walking and talking video. You need to be doing sitting with a studio video. You need to do video with short second, like an Instagram 15 second clips where you can tell a story, leveraging that you need to do produced video where you're able to get out all of the ums and all of those things you need to do live video so that you can see what where that vulnerability fits and how people are more forgiving and you have that that back and forth rapport video is not just like oh hey I, I, I tried video um you know I, I did my my team recorded me once i posted it nobody liked it video comes in all different formats today it, it, and i would even go by go as far as you need to try linkedin video versus facebook video instagram video versus twitter video all of these different mediums have different video you know video is you know valued differently the way that you deliver video is differently And I I think this is really important, uh, but it's you know I said that you have to start simple, right? You have to start. Hey, I want everybody to do a two-minute video, right? Like that's all that all all it needs to be. And then I want everybody to do a vertical video, you know. And this is what I do in my workshop, the workshop that I run um, on video. And and this is usually for teams that hire me to speak. They also can hire me to do a workshop. Um, You know, I walk through the beginning of the day. We I talk about you know the value of video. Then I make everybody do a an intro video of themselves. Then I make everybody record a video of someone else that's in your class so that you can have someone else behind the camera so it's not a selfie style video. Then I make everybody do a vertical walking and talking video where they're sharing a point while they're walking. These are all types of video. And it's amazing for me is I I have people come back to me and say, well, this video worked better for me than this video. Or I felt more comfortable on this video. Or, ooh, I didn't like the way that I looked on this video. And this is the crazy thing is you don't know what works with video until you press the damn button. And this is so important and so valuable. And so if you're trying to get buy-in, it is, it is something that takes a while and it takes baby steps. But you need to celebrate the wins along the way. You need to encourage people by documenting other people that are doing it. You need to get people to understand it. And you know, one of my favorite tips ever is if someone says they hate video, they're not good on video, challenge them with this. Challenge them to do five FaceTimes or five Skype calls, or five Facebook Messenger video calls with their friends and family. And what I mean by that is, I want them to look into their phone and be on video while they're talking to their family. Because you know what happens? First thing they say is, oh my goodness, I have my phone too low, I could see my nose hairs, right? Or, oh my goodness, my phone was too close to my face. But then what they start saying is, wow, it's pretty cool that you can see my expression, or it's cool that I can see other people. And then what they start getting used to is they start getting used to being able to give nonverbal cues over a conversation that they've never thought about using video. And then the light bulb comes on and says, maybe video isn't as hard. Maybe I can record a video just like I just did on FaceTime, right? And it's amazing to me when that happens. Also remember that if someone says they're not good on video, yet they're a talker, or they're a really good interviewer, you know, do a video with there's two of them, right? And I think that's the other piece that we oftentimes are like, oh, well, video's easy now. Let's just make everybody do video. Well, yes, the, the creation of video can be easy, but I'm gonna argue video today is actually harder than it's ever been before because it's harder to stand out. It's harder to understand all of the different mediums. I mean, before you did a vertical video and you said, I mean, you did a horizontal video, you posted it on YouTube, you SEO'd it, you, know, you did all of these things. Now you have to start thinking about the type of audience, where the audience is at, where they're consuming it, how they're consuming it. And I will, I will give you this. For me, what I've been learning the most about video, for me and for my audience, When a video is not overly produced, when a video is more raw and real, like a walking and talking video or a video where they can tell I'm recording it on my phone, more people watch that than people watch my produced videos. And I believe it's because they look at me and they say, wow, well, if Brian's sharing it in the moment, if Brian's walking and talking and sharing these videos... Apparently, it's important information that he wanted to share in the moment versus, oh, Brian's in his office or in his studio again. I'll, I'll watch that video later, which we all know. Anybody that says I'll watch a video later, we don't ever watch that video again. And so these are things that we have to start thinking about as we're trying to get buy-in, especially on something on video. And I'm a, I'm going to kind of bring this all together with the idea where, you know, There is not a one size fits all solution for anything that we do today. And just because video worked one way in the past for you or didn't work one way for you in the past doesn't mean it's not going to work differently for you in the future. And when someone tells me, Brian, you know, hey, um, I I like that you talk about live video, but we don't have time to do all of that live video. Here's the other thing that I want to remind people. A lot of the things that we do when it comes to content creation or sales met methodology or marketing methodology or even customer service, we could always, we could, we could more often than not record on our phone while we're doing something or give people a preview and a recap or go behind the scenes before you produce this, this produced piece of content. When, when someone tells me that Brian, oh, live video doesn't work for us, we don't have the time, or I can't use Instagram stories video because um, I'm too busy creating videos for my YouTube or I'm too busy blogging, um, uh, you know, five days a week. Well, why don't you do a video Uh, you know, a time-lapse video of you blogging? Or why don't you do a video after you finish a blog about your thoughts and how inspired you're feeling and how much work you put into it, right? Video does not replace much. But what video does is it complements just about everything. And if you can understand the true value of video and and create video at the right time and position it, you know, create it in real time and position it and put it uh, at the right time, the, the transfer of ownership, the shrinking of distance online is massive. And I think this is where I look at it. And if you want to, you know, there's two things that I want you guys to remember as I wrap this, this episode up. The first one is if you're not sure what to use video, what should I video capture? My word for that is access. Give people access to who you are, what you are about. Give people access to behind the scenes. Give people access to your morning routine, your evening routine. Give people access to a product release. Give them behind the scenes before something goes live. Today's users, we are craving access. We do not get enough of it. And video is the gold standard for creating access. And then the second one of these, when I, when I, when I talk about video and really the the true value of video is that it's so noisy online. And I think one of the things we have to start thinking about right now is not about reaching hundreds of thousands of people. But reaching 100 people that are the right people, but then going deeper with them, providing more value, and really shrinking the distance online. When I say that nothing we do online will replace a handshake, what we have to start thinking about is, what are things that we can do online that are as close to a handshake as a handshake is? And that is video. Letting people look in your digital eyeballs. Letting people build trust through your conveying a message and you sharing personalized customized conversations with them so i challenge you if you're using video today awesome i want you to take on the mantra of getting more people to use video if you're not sold on video i challenge you to press the damn button and use one of those techniques um, that i said before if you can't get buy-in on video on your team and you're, you're trying all of these things I, you know, I don't do a ton of workshops a year, but that's on purpose because I really want the, the workshop to um, match the event that I'm speaking at. But I'd be willing to do uh, some workshops for some teams and some uh, companies that are out there if that's something you're interested in. If you're looking for a more agency approach where you can have an agency come out and help you get into this process, I have someone that I can recommend you for. If you're looking for more of a studio type package where you want to hire somebody to come out and have them do live video, produced video, have them help you know, your Instagram stories. I also have a friend, a company that does that as well. Uh, And you guys can send me an email. It's just Brian at isocialfans.com. Brian at isocialfans.com. I believe that everyone has a story to tell. I believe every single person, every brand, every business, if they leverage video, if they understand to test and tweak and understand when to use video versus not using video can turn, turn their digital presence into a game changer for their organization. The key is to not is to manage expectation, to not over-expect over something from video, to not blast video everywhere, to think video is going to replace what you're doing somewhere else. And then most importantly, it's to press the damn button. I challenge you, press the damn button. Use video today, use video tomorrow. I want to hear from you guys. Send me a tweet, iSocialFans on Twitter. Send me a tweet, tell me your, your video horror stories. Tell me... Uh, your good things some of the things that you've got video buying on maybe the best use case that you've ever seen for video for you And how you, you in your in your business. I would love for you guys to do that As always this show is is brought to you by Iographer um, Iographer has been sponsoring this podcast since its very first episode. I am going to be giving away another tripod So if you are listening to this uh, episode of the podcast I want you guys to go onto my instagram instagram.com slash I fans and comment hashtag try tripod on the photo that has a background yellow it has a bright background of yellow that has me with my arms spread out. go ahead and comment on that video uh, on that post with hashtag tripod. Um, I did give away two tripods from the episode the last episode and this, these tripods are courtesy of iographer. The nice thing is they come with a uh, holder for your iPhone or your Android. They also come with an attachment for your GoPro if you 're not doing it there so flexible tripods I love to give them out I, I really want to thank Iographer. And then last but not least, I want to thank our sponsor, Fable. Fable.co. F-A-B-L.co. They are the host of the website that I just recently launched, BrianFanzo.com. I just had their CEO on the show last week, uh, Taj, and we had an amazing discussion. Uh, he's one of my good friends. We're going to create some more content together. But uh, Fable is a dynamic content platform that really allows me to create landing pages and content and con- and put a lot of things out uh, without having to overthink it. I'm able to use my branding and everything that's built out for me and I don't have to restruct, you know, reskin a page and do all of these things so it's really cut down a lot of the time for me it's also allowing me to do some really cool and creative things on my website I'll be launching an affiliate page very soon I'll be launching a merchandise page very soon I also have a new site where it's gonna our new page that's gonna have all of my media on it and these will all things that are being enabled for me to be able to do it from fable.co so check them out let them know that I sent you. Um, I do have preferred partner pricing. If you guys want to reach out to me on that, I would love to connect you on that. Until next time, my friends, make it a great day. Remember, go above and beyond. Let people know that you care. Tell them thank you. Send them a video and just say, hey, I'm thinking about you. The world needs more good people, but where it really starts with is each one of us doing our part, taking each something, a moment of each day and showing others that we care. Until next time, cheers, my friends.